Hello, it's Howard Brown. It's the Shining Brightly Show. It's your maestro with the mic. Oh my goodness. I have the best guests. And today we are going to delve into some relationship stuff. And I have to tell you, I brought on an expert today. And Linda Gross, known as DT Linda. Welcome, welcome, welcome. How are you? Thank you, Howard. I'm doing fantastic. How are you today? I am great. Spring is in the air. I know it's in the middle of May in Michigan, but we're just getting our taste of spring. So I'm so happy. And I'm just, um, I know we just met, but, but you are fascinating to me. I have to tell you why. How many people do you know that have interviewed 20,000 men? Not me. It's <laughs> incredible. It's, it's, a, it's a lifetime research project that you've been doing. Now. Thank you. 10 years of academic work. Oh, my God. Let me just tell people about you. Then you'll fill in the blanks a little bit. Oh, my God. So Linda, um, she's based on the West Coast in Southern California, but interviewed over 20,000 men to write this book. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. The Science of Mastering Women. By the way, it was a bestseller. It's uh, out there on Kindle. She just finished the audio book. You got to get it. You got to listen to it. She worked so hard in getting the audio book out. But um, you took your research uh, at UCLA on relationships, spanning from the ca caveman days, uh, maybe even from Mars too and Venus, who knows. Um, <laughs> but you, uh, you yielded this virtual encyclopedia of men to not only learn everything about women, to be an expert in dealing with them. Boy, I, I have to tell you, this is going to be my all-time best show. <laughs> <laughs> Linda, you're also the host of the podcast, The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. Since 2015, you have a weekly show. You center on male-centered topics, um, and it's uh, it's it's all over the place on uh, SoundCloud and iTunes and uh, Spotify and more. And um, your books are still very, very popular. Um, you have an author page on Amazon, and um, it's amazing. And uh, we'll talk a little bit later in the show about your business consultancy and your private group. And you got a freebie to give away. So we'll talk about that little surprise after. So, well, tell us tell us uh, something else uh, about yourself and also sneak in something that we might not know about you that everyone doesn't know. Ah, okay. Well, I love to cook and I love to experiment with recipes. Sometimes I'll be trying a brand new recipe and I don't quite like the sauce and don't quite like the procedure and then I remember oh I have this recipe from five years ago and that procedure would apply to this or those seasonings or, or sauces would apply better to this recipe so I love you know that those creative juices and how to make a tasty outcome so um, you know when I have people over to the house they cannot have just one as, as, as Lays would say they're always asking for seconds and they ask this is how bold they are Linda can I take some home in addition they, to the seconds they want they the doggy they home. want the doggy bag <laughs> you're, you're just freestyling you're going freestyle in the kitchen uh, yeah. well, thanks, thanks thanks for sharing that well let's get let's dig into it and chop it up a little bit here but the first thing that I have to tell you I mean the media calls you a gender difference expert Enlighten me. Enlighten me. Enlighten my audience. What is a gender difference expert? And do you even like that label? Well, it's okay. It's 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 aptly named, I guess. No, I, in my opinion, I think the last couple of decades, the media has just brainwashed everybody that the sexes are the same, the sexes are the same, women can do everything a man can do, blah, 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 blah. 
I don't believe in any of that. And and it, actually, it's not even up to my not believing it. I did the research, uh, the academic research to support my findings. And that's ultimately what ended up in the book. But the findings are, that is so not true. It is such a big giant lie. Um, we're not meant to be, the sexes are not meant to be the same. We're meant to be complementary. Men come to the table with certain strengths and weaknesses. Women come to the table with certain strengths and weaknesses. A is not better than B or vice versa. We're, we're intended to merge and to complement each other and to accentuate the strengths that we do have and to lift us up from the weaknesses that we have. It's, it's supposed to be a well-oiled machine. We're not meant to be the same. If we were meant to be the same, Mother Nature would have made us all amoebas, right? And we're not. Yeah, we got we got we different have different parts. plumbing, you know, yeah, that's <laughs> and true. everything down everything down the line, you know, the lung capacity, the muscle capacity is like everything is different. So t- for a reason. Yeah, no, take me a little deeper into the research now. How, how did that, I mean, that's a lot of men you talk to, boy. That's a lot. Uh, uh, take me Everyone deeper into Everyone wants that. to know, like, how did you make that happen? Should I tell you my secret on how I made it happen? If you they want. Had, they had just invented the chat window. Uh, so I was able to have five concurrent chat windows going on at the same time. And, well, let me back up one more step. I wrote the book myself. I got to about six or seven chapters and then I ended up throwing in the trash. And I thought nobody wants to hear me stand on a soapbox talking about this subject. I'd rather take this to the man on the street. And the man on the street at the time was men on the internet, right? So I had a a blog site. I had thousands of people who were on my blog site and I just started interviewing them. So the chat window comes into play and wow, I'm able to have five conversations with five different men. And I kept asking, you know, what is your headache? What is your problem? How did you get dumped? How did you get cheated on? What didn't work for you? What did you try? Nice guy, this, that, the other, like all these Millions of questions and every conversation was unique. It wasn't like I sent one singular questionnaire to all 20,000 men. It wasn't like that. I let them carry the conversation. For person number one, you know, divorce was on their mind. Person number two, custody was on their mind. Person number three, finances were on their mind. So wherever the conversation went, that's where I went too. And so after you know similar questions kept coming up and i got 500 answers to the same question exactly the same way and i thought wow, wow statistically this can't happen this is I, i'm on to something and then i kept going and kept going because it was so much fun to me it wasn't work i i was basically doing this for 18 hours a day for 18 months but it didn't feel like work because it was so fascinating. So anyway, yeah. 500 went to a thousand answers, no deviations to the same, same answer to the same question, exactly like right on point. And I'm like, oh, I got to keep going. And I have a degree in psychology from UCLA and university studies typically are anywhere. The sample size is like 500 
maybe if you got good funding, it's a thousand. Maybe if you got excellent funding, it's fifteen hundred. It's certainly not twenty thousand, right? And I kept going and going because I wanted to see if there's deviation, if it, if 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 somebody breaks the mold here. But no, there was no deviation. And then I started doing the academic research that went along with all these questionnaires. And what I found out is things happen for a reason, for a biological reason. Like our behaviors occur due to hormones, synapses, bodily functions. We react and act to certain events, to certain interactions with the opposite sex for a reason. We are attracted or repelled by somebody for a reason. You know, it's all, it's almost like you can sniff it out or something like that. So there was a very famous study where they took 15 of men's soiled t-shirts, right? And they gave them to the woman. Of course, they have no idea what the guy looks like or the, the guy wasn't there in person, just the T-shirt. And they had them smell these soiled T-shirts. And the women would write down, were repelled or were attracted to this. Okay. So the pheromones kicked in, the scent, the, the scent kicked in. And it, and I and I did the research on that, all that, and that's how it works. It's all biological. That's that's fascinating. And you had men were of all sorts, single, uh, coupled, married, divorced, yep. and all like ages 18 to 75 yep. and more. Yep. All yep. the, the, yep. the whole yep. gambit. I actually had several, a, a couple of dozen uh, young men who were uh, gay. And I'm like, why are you reading my book? And they're like, oh, no, no, it still applies because somebody is, quote unquote, the male partner and somebody is the feminine partner, you know, the more artistic, emotional, feminine partner. So they're like, no, your book still works with us, too. And I'm like, yippee. <laughs> so, I, I mean, it's it's funny, you know, I, I you, you grow up and they like, you know, my, my I have a twin sister. So, yeah. You know, go meet a nice Jewish boy. He's a doctor. He's a lawyer, you know, go. meet. Yeah. So, so, all right. Can, can a nice guy, can, can you meet, I mean, is being a nice guy, does it work? Tell me the truth. I got to know. Does, it does a nice not guy? work. You know, uh, I'm sure the young men all hear from their mothers, you know, be a nice guy, yeah. make sure you respect her, like all this nonsense. None of that works. You're breaking so, my heart. <laughs> so, so the poor guy spends all his time. He's like, you know, honey, I'll help you paint the living room. Of course I will. Honey, I'll help you change the tires. Honey, I'll help, you know, restore your computer that just crashed or whatever. Because he thinks if he does all these nice activities, she's going to, you know, do the deed with him, right? But it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. And the mothers who say you have to respect a woman, I don't believe in that either. I believe that you should treat a woman or any person, male or female for that matter, evenly, just equal, right? The person has to earn respect, they don't get respect just, you know, for no reason. You have to earn the respect. So I'm not saying be an a-hole or be mean to them or whatever. No, that, that would be a negative emotion, right? Um, so no respect, which is a positive emotion, a positive esteem, and and no meanness. Just be in the middle. Just be neutral until, like Reagan used to say, trust and verify. So, you know, when they earn it, then you can upgrade their status. 
Well, I, I think that um, <laughs> re relationships are not always uh, cut and dry. It's they're complex, right? And teamwork, teamwork is the dream work. I hope um, I, I agree with you there. And um, it's uh, it's nice to do nice things for each other, but I, I guess there has to be that respect uh, built, and you have to be able to communicate, yeah. right? Um, yeah. What what happens is, is guys tend to not communicate, right? Right. Um, it's a tendency that we don't do. I I, I can tell you that. Uh, you know, we like to grunt and we like to be in our man cave and uh, maybe not express how we're truly feeling. Yeah. And, and it, sometimes it might come out as an outburst or anger or something else instead. So I guess, you know, yeah. we all have learning to do as well. But, so here's um, here's the good news. Right. There's a little footnote to this nice guy thing. Yeah. Don't do it for the first 90 days. Ooh. After that, after you've won her over, then then you can bring your nice guy out. Then so it's I, acceptable. But the first 90 days, she needs something else. And that's what you've got to address. But that also leads me to think, do the bad boys win? Do the bad boys bad always boys win? Bad boys will win. Why do yeah. bad boys win? Because they have the number one quality that women are looking for. Not nice guy. The number one, they need this quality like they need air. And it seems today like one one group, generalized group that has this quality is the bad boy, right? So the thing, the quality that you need to win her over with for the first 90 days is confidence. Mm -hmm. And why is that? Again, we go back to biology. Women need you for confidence because let's say there's a weather condition you know a hurricane avalanche tornado like whatever it is um to to help pull the women and children out of danger so that's why she's looking for a confident man so those first 90 days i want you to be a good guy always not a nice guy a good guy some somebody that has values standards morals knows the line in the sand be a good guy but you've got to transmit that you have confidence that if there were an emergency if there were some guy who's bothering you at the dinner table trying to hit on your girl no you're gonna put that guy in his place or if there's a threat or an emergency or whatever that you i mean here in california <clears throat> we're prone to earthquakes if an earthquake happens i don't want the guy to be running under the table scared like a little mouse it's like i want him to say here's what we're going to do. Let's, let's run. To, I tell my family, let's run to the bathroom because the bathroom is the safest place in the house because of all the pipes and whatever, the whole house can fall down, but of all the pipes, that room is going to stand. So that's where we go. But anyway, you want someone to help you out of danger. Unfortunately, the guy that's got the tats, riding the motorcycles is the bad guy. Somehow, you know, <laughs> they are, they already have that confidence genes. So it's not that we want a bad boy. It's just that they have the quality that we're looking for. So you as a good guy need to develop that quality too. So I spend a good part, at least a third of the book, talking about how do you build confidence? Because a lot of guys don't have confidence. Yeah, no, I, I they don't want to admit it, but they they don't. And that's I, that's important. Let me ask you, this is a little bit of a, um, just it just came to me. In this, and I, I've been married for you know 28 and a half years. 
this whole swiping right, swiping left, online dating thing, which you have a, a, a something, you know, a device in front of you before you actually get to meet now. Does that change some of the equation of your studies or is it just amplify what you've already know? Uh, because, I mean, some of my friends that now are divorced and um, uh, they're basically swiping right, swiping right, and then you wait for someone to contact you. You know, it's a little artificial to me, but that, this is the world we live in. We live in a digital connected age and things like that. Any comments on swiping right and Tinder and all those apps? Well, the only problem with that is you're making 50% of, uh, of the population do something that is not, not inherently biological. Uh. So this works for men. And guess what? Those engineering platforms were devised and built by men, the swipe right, right? The reason why that is, is because men are turned on by pictures. Mm, Women are not turned on by, by pictures. Women are turned on auditorially. Like, what do you say to them? But see, the men who are in Silicon Valley, they don't know this. <laughs> they didn't take that class. So they they made this program that suits them, that is best for them. So now you're taking women, 50% of the population, who are not turned on by pictures to get them to go with the flow with something that's good for you, but not for me. It's, it's fascinating. Fascinating. We do live in a in a very soundbite video sample world of influencers and, um, you know, uh, showing skin and only fans and even online porn and all that stuff. I, I know it. So, but uh, yeah, so men visually and women more with the auditorial, uh, the feeling. Uh, okay. Yeah. I appreciate that. So, so all of a sudden, if, uh, you know, a guy finally lands, lands, lands a woman or a girl and all of a sudden, then it's like bees on honey. Why is he more attractive? <laughs> because I, it's kind of like a sixth sense. Women can sense, okay, that you're with this girl and they take a look at her at the restaurant, you know, from afar or whatever. And she's kind of cute, whatever. And so you are available to date. So that's why they try to take uh, that female away from you. They want to they want to take her place because they know that you are now dateable. You are now relationship material. They don't have to go through the 20 questions and the and the month of dating. They already know this answer. So they want to swoop in, push her to the side. They want to be the next Mrs. Brown. Wow. Mrs. Brown's already spoken for us. <laughs> we're, we're good there, though. That's um that's great. And what um so Tell me, like now, all of a sudden, you've got the data out there, and um, you know what are what are some of your most? So give me a little bit, some highlights or some exciting things that uh, that have come, like certain guests you've talked to, and you know, cool cool situations. Have any movie stars coming to talk to you about you know this or just kind of thinking outside the box here of where this yeah. is led, where this has led to you? I haven't had a movie star, but I would say the um, you know I'm a I'm oops, this way, the men's advocate, right? Yeah. I support men's rights and men's fitness, men's health, you know, any, anything to do with men's interest, I support. And probably my parallel person, I had him on as a guest, Dr. Warren Farrell. So I don't know, he's like, 
you know, worldwide name and, you know, has multiple books out as well. And he started being the president of um, NOW, the, the chapter for, um, you know, women's groups. And then he realized after four or five years that, you know, women didn't stand for nice things. It's like, and, and, and I kind of concur with that, that you cannot have a female liberation um, or enlightenment to the detriment of men. Like if you're going to enlighten, you got to enlighten both sexes, not just, you know, women are up here and men are down here. That, that doesn't work. And that's, that's typically what's been going on for the last few decades that men are men, are, you know, um, you know, they're making you guys to be cavemen and idiots and stupid and you can't do anything and women should take over and, you know, women are smarter and this and that and the other. I'm all for women's empowerment, but like I say, I would have liked to have seen that we uplift both sexes and that didn't happen. So yeah. that's why I'm an advocate because I don't like injustice like that. Yeah, no, I absolutely listen. I, I understand that um, from diversity, uh, you know, inclusion. Um, I, I, I come from an entrepreneurial background. Women-owned businesses are, are actually uh, less funded to, you know, only 2% instead of 97%. So there's inequities in the system. Yeah. Um, so there's things that have to be much improved on that um, pay scale. Um, I, I have to tell you the women's soccer uh, team, uh, national soccer team getting paid the same as men. I mean, amen, finally happened. That that's This is all overdue time. So I don't want you to come across as that. I, I like that all boats can rise um, but let's not forget about, you know, men's rights as well, as well. And that's what you're saying, I believe. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Well, tell me a little bit more about um, some, uh, some of this business consulting that you're doing. What, what are some of the projects that you're up, uh, up against now? Yeah, I've been doing life coaching since 2007. Life coaching kind of entailed, um, you know, personal matters, dating, relationships, things like that. But I kind of shifted my focus. I still do that, but I shifted the the dominant focus to now over the last few years to do business consulting. So I help CEOs and entrepreneurs who already have a business. First of all, we start with their back end um, issues, and they could be issues like pilferage, employee turnover. Um, supply chain could be legal issues. Maybe they're getting sued by somebody and they need legal help. Uh, maybe they have stockholder issues, all these sorts of things, right? So we solve those problems first and then we scale their business. So scaling their business could be anything from adding new employees, adding new SKUs, meaning new products, adding more locations, or just, you know, overall increasing, you know, the, the dollar amount of their company, the dollar worth of their company. So, yeah, I really enjoy that. I get clients from all over the world and it's so exciting because each client is so different and it's, it's so challenging and so fun. And it's just really an amazing feeling to be their mentor. And I see them so downtrodden with an ashen face, you know, the first day I meet them and then by the second or third <laughs> visit the second or third session it's like they're glowing they're they're bouncing off the ceiling because they've implemented some of the suggestions that i've uh, asked asked of them and it's just so very rewarding i i love it to pieces 
Yeah, no, I, it sounds exciting that you ventured off in, into that, and and all your research just um, helps accelerate it and and add to uh, what you've been able to do in getting you know this project. So I, again, um, Linda, that you've actually you know spoke to twenty thousand men and, and and compiled that information and then wrote the book and and are are, are out there as a men's advocate. Um, I don't know too many other women that are that that take that leadership role. So I'm so I've been so thrilled to meet you. So I'm going to put my sunglasses on right now. All right. For those that are listening, <laughs> I have my white gold shiny sunglasses and I'm putting you, Linda Gross, on the Shining Brightly Spotlight to tell people how they can get in touch with you, what your free gift is, and then give me some closing uh, exciting comments to close out the show. Well, if you want tips on the Men's Advocate Show, the podcast, you can go to themensadvocate.com, themensadvocate.com. We're on all the, the the podcasting platforms, Spotify, SoundCloud, TuneIn, iTunes. We're all there. So you, that's how you can find me. And if you need uh, more information on the business consulting, uh, I do that too. 90 Day Biz Blueprint. 90 Day Biz Blueprint, just like it sounds. So yeah, and then I can help. mention what about the um, the uh, the C factor? Yes, now the C factor is a a little ebook that I wrote on business, like how to ask for a favor, how to get what you want when you don't know the right people to to move up. <laughs> Let's say you have a big ask, right, and you don't know the right person or the right thing to say. I'm going to tell you the right thing to say. Um, so just uh, write to me. Um, info at themensadvocate.com, info at themensadvocate.com. Say that you heard me on Howard's show and I'll send you that ebook for free. Wow. This is incredible. What a fun show, Linda. Thank you. Um, so it's uh, I'm Howard Brown and you can find me on shiningbrightly.com for my book, for uh, booking me for any type of stages and speaking platforms and um, and also my uh, my podcast as well, which will be syndicated out and um, I'm just having a blast getting to talk to really interesting, cool people and uh, why it's best to date like a caveman. Linda, thank you. What a great show. I, my audience is going to love it. I wish you the best. And um, we'll, we'll keep trying to make, uh, make it happen out there and shine brightly every single day for ourselves, for uh, others, and for our communities. It does make the world a better place. Thank you. Thank you so much.